being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a full barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560, and we are back. And again, if you ever miss an episode or an hour of the show, you can always go to drive-radio, dash, I should say, hyphen or dash, drive-radio.com, and you can listen to all of our previous shows there as well. Always easy. With this show, we'll replay. Today's April 30th live, but we will replay this show on Memorial Day weekend. So if you're listening to us on Memorial Day weekend, A, for all of you families that have lost loved ones, uh, serving our country, we appreciate it very, very much. That's what that weekend is all about. It's no, it's not about burgers and hot dogs and all that. It really is a memorial for those folks that gave their life for our freedom. So we appreciate that very much. We've also got in studio with us Ken Rackley, Tech Automotive, and Kent from Novus Auto Glass up in Sterling. Which up that direction, Warren? What's going on, Cheyenne? How are you doing, brother? We're great. How are you? Yeah, <laughs> retired. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> Yeah, I did a little work on the well truck, getting ready to sell it. Okay. They both look, both my trucks are immaculate. So, Warren, what was your first car with power windows? I never had one. Even now? No. Wow. I would have thought the old Ford would have had power windows. No. Okay. Yeah, it's got power windows. Your arm. Your arm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Left hand power, yeah. huh? <laughs> well, they always work when no. you do that. Yeah, well, normally. Yeah. I've had them come off unglued, you know, where they wouldn't move, but I just send them down to my cousin's shop, say, fix it. Yep, get them fixed. But uh, windshield wipers. I yeah. change mine every six months. You can't go wrong. No, good point. And uh, no, I was talking to Charlie. I just had to laugh with him. Yeah, he's a funny. He's a funny boy. Yes, he, he said, is. Oh, dead? And I'm going. No, I'm not dead. <laughs> Last time you checked. <laughs> Last time I checked my own pulse. That's good. But, uh, no, I'm going to pull the well truck down to uh, Greeley and park it at General Air. Oh, good idea. Sell it as an assembly. And I'll uh, list it on Craigslist. That's about all I'm going to do on it. I'm not going to part it out. That's a bad thing to do. On no, I think unit. keeping it together is the way to go. I would yeah. I would agree with that. Somebody looking for a backup or, yeah. or something. Exactly. Yeah. Or getting into the business even. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, there's big demand. And I'm, I'm sure. assuming it's got everything all on it. It's ready to go turnkey, right? Yeah, it's it's got so many backups on it. Updates, it's unreal. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, no, that would be a good truck for somebody. 
But I wanted to ask you, do two uh, bills of sale, one for the truck, one for the equipment? Or you could just do a bill of sale that has all of the, you know, truck complete with blah, 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 and list it out that way. It wouldn't matter. You can do it one or the other. Yeah, but it does when you come to pay for license plate. It will for him, but again... Taxable value on the vehicle. They're going to go off the vehicle anyway, so... Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, if you separated it, it would help the buyer. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I'm going to do. And... I, I don't. I mean, do they even do they even go off a bill of sale anymore? I think it's no, just taxable they, they, value they, in Colorado. It's, they're just going to plug in the year making model right. and run off that anyway. It's just going to be the taxable value. So right. I mean, the bill of sale doesn't really matter tax wise. Sales tax maybe, yeah. but he, let's just say this: he doesn't have to go to DMV with a bill of sale. He can just take the right. title in exactly. and he, he'd be they're, fine. They're going to charge him what they're going to charge. That's him, right. So, That's yeah. right. Yeah. But uh, Novus, I'll give them a plug in. They are extremely good. Yep. Good. Thank you. Yep. Sure are. But uh, no, I just thought I'd call. Well, thanks, Warren. John, Appreciate it, brother. I'm not. I'm not dead. Tell Charlene. <laughs> All right. We'll tell everybody. <laughs> Warren, you're the man. Thanks, man. I'll see you, brother. You bet. Appreciate it. Love you, man. Really do appreciate it very much. 303-477-5600 is our phone number. Buck and Cheyenne, you're you're next. This is Cheyenne Day. Third call from up there. What's going on? It's too damn windy up here to be outside to do anything. Everybody's inside listening. (laughs) That's good. So uh, we're all listening to the radio. I haven't called you for a few weeks. Oh, um, I missed you. Incidentally, on the on the uh, Warren's call up there, they value it off. Of, I'm connected with the county a little bit. They they value it. They've got a blue book price on the yeah. pickup, so the yeah. it won't make any difference. Yeah, that's exactly right. Sure that they have a that they got all the per- paperwork right. uh, correct. Uh, and they're a stickler down in the county clerk's office. Oh, yeah. For making sure the paperwork is absolutely correct. Yep, you're correct. So uh, I got a, a couple other things besides griping about the wind. Uh, <laughs> you have mentioned it several times uh, about a fuel conditioner that, that BG makes that's probably better than stable. Supercharged, BG supercharge. It's supercharge. I yep. I'm getting old and senile yep. and can't remember the name. Just so. supercharge. It's pretty uh, easy. Yep. Uh, and the other thing is, uh, I'll write that down. Uh, you wondered about the first car we I had with the car window. Yes. I, I actually, I guess my first one was when I got a 95 Ford uh, F-250, but I bought it in around 2000, 2001. But the first one my wife had was a, what, 85, 86 AMC Eagle? Oh, yeah. Something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that, wasn't a, that was not a great a car either. Yeah. That, that, that falls right <laughs> in the <laughs> Wagoneer. Yeah, that, that was uh, a yeah. baby Wagoneer yeah, as far exactly. as quality. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't much to look at. I, oh, man. I, I consider myself a pretty fair wrench. But we had that thing for five years. And I'll bet I fixed on it at least once a month. Oh, they were junk. Oh, probably more than that. Oh, they yeah, were garbage. Exactly. I made, you I know. made, you know, good money back in the day working on those things. You know, 
It was they were junk. It was such a good yeah, idea I mean, for the time. You, you had lots of repeat customers. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> they didn't have a choice. It was a good idea as far as the concept of the vehicle. And by the way, a yeah. lot of vehicles today out there that yeah, took that, that concept same. and right. ran with it. Yeah. And so they were Made really good. Yeah, they were kind of yeah. a forerunner of that, if right. you would. Exactly. Uh, but they were, they were junk. Oh, man. They were awful. I mean... Uh, this one had a, had a uh, manual transmission in it, and that compounded things. Wow. Plus, the carburation setup on those was such a screwed up mess. Right, you never could get the carburation no. right. They no. never ran good. They had a straight six old. with a kind of a cheesy feedback carburetor yeah, that was just they just, were crap. Oh, just yeah, they were garbage. You could never make them. Right. Oh, they were awful. I mean, yeah, I mean. Anything AMC. Those things just, used to frustrate you know, me to the, the point where I used to think, do I really know how to fix a carburetor anymore? Because yeah, right. they were so bad that no matter what you did, they still didn't run. And you had a GM and a Ford or, or a regular Chrysler come in, and it's like, yeah, we can fix carburetors, yeah. but yeah. just not, not these. That one. <laughs> was that a Renix? Was that, was that what they called those? Was a Renix system? Yeah, and they put the same ones on the Wranglers and everything, junk. and they were just, oh, oh, awful. just a... Yeah, and they had this pulse sorry. air system for the... <laughs> For the for the emissions, <laughs> rust they out, were junk too. <laughs> blow exhaust on the headlights and uh, in the garbage. fender well, and oh jeez, yeah. oh that was a technician's nightmare, Buck. Oh man, when all seventy five thousand <laughs> well, miles of vacuum me. line too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had vacuum lines to run everything. The four wheel drive worked off vacuum. The heater worked <laughs> oh, off yes. vacuum. Oh, yeah. All the emissions was vacuum. They yeah, they were garbage. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot yeah, I, all about I that. Was, uh, I was supposed to be a farmer rancher and keep things running at the same time. And I don't know how many vehicles we had, but it took up at least half the time I spent. Yeah, and, 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 and you were, I mean, even even stuff. known technicians at the dealership just hated those things. Oh, yeah. They were garbage. Yeah. Even the factory so, guys. I mean, it was one of those vehicles that, I mean, when you got one that worked, they worked really well. And, it, and to Ken's point, they were, they were really a, a good vehicle as far as that, but... Man alive, trying to keep them that way was a struggle. They were garbage. Yeah. Well, the, the, garb- the quality control left a lot to be desired. The funny thing about AMC, oh, no. just really quick for everybody listening, because most don't know this, but AMC in its day was actually just way ahead of its time. It was doing things that actually every manufacturer, and I call them manufacturers, and I'm, I'm using that term loosely because really the manufacturers today are what AMC was back in the day, which is an assembler. Now, AMC never got into building its its own um, you know drivetrain components other than they did do some engine things, which... As you know, Buck was kind of a quasi end of it anyways. But, yeah, they had their own engine. But in a lot of ways, it's no different than the manufacturers today. They make an engine and a body, and that's about it. Yeah, everything else is That's pretty much what AMC was doing back in the day. The problem was the industry wasn't ready yet for what AMC wanted to do. It is today, and literally every manufacturer today does it just like AMC did back in the day. That's why we're having so much trouble with supply. That's right. You're you're 100% correct, Buck. Because the manufacturers are not. They are assemblers. They are not really manufacturers. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, they they get all that. And I I have, uh, if we're done laughing, I have one other piece. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You might get get a kick out of. I read this morning that Warren Buffett, we we all know who Warren Buffett is. He's the 
Oracle of Omaha, yep. the uh, great entrepreneur, uh, and also a good buddy of Bill Gates yes. and heavy donor to the Democrat Party behind the scenes. Just bought several million dollars of Chevron and several, or several, I think, billion dollars of Chevron and several million bucks of Occidental Petroleum. So you know where he's putting his money. Yep. He knows the future, does doesn't he, Buck? Happen? You bet he does. Yep. He, he doesn't say much about it, but he put he puts his money where his mouth is. Yep. And uh, so I think he he anticipates we're going to be using petroleum products for the foreseeable future. Which we will be. He is correct on that one, by yep. the way. I, I will agree with him on that one wholeheartedly. Yep. I just thought that was pretty That is very interesting. Thanks for that. I didn't know that. I'll look that up. Thank you for that, Buck. Okay. All right, man. Okay, well, I'll let you go. All right. Appreciate and, uh, it. Take care of yourself. We'll do it. You too, and Buck. We will talk to you. Bye. Thanks a lot. We appreciate it. Line's open, by the way, 303-477-5600. Again, what is the first vehicle you owned? I'm surprised, by the way, at this uh, with power windows because a lot of you are reading off you know, rattling off pretty late, in my opinion, late model vehicles. Right. So I'm yeah. surprised. So, again, give us a call. Let us know what that is. Uh, again, we've got Kent from Novus Auto Glass up in Sterling with us today. Ken Rackley, Tune Tech Automotive. And we'll be right back. This is Drive Radio KLZ 560. Take advantage of Gino's European Car Special on your Audi, Volkswagen, or BMW. This month, save $30 on any repair or maintenance of $300 or more. For over 38 years, Geno's Auto Service has been serving customers along the front range. Geno's works on American, Asian, and European models. At Geno's, we are big believers in catching problems before they start. By following your manufacturer's recommended service dates, you will keep your car performing and get the most out of your vehicle. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Take advantage of Gino's European Car Special this month and save $30 on any repair or maintenance of $300 or more. We're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Gino's with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Do you know what to do in a traffic stop? Kevin Flesh would like to give you a few tips to help keep you and your passengers safe. If you are being pulled over for a traffic violation, slow down and put on your hazards, find a well-lit location that is out of the lane of traffic, keep your hands on the wheel where the officer can see them, and be polite. If you feel it's necessary, record the traffic stop, and then if you need any legal help, call Kevin Flesh at Flesh Law Firm. Kevin is our legal eagle and is an expert in traffic altercations and accidents, so put this number into your phone. 303-806-8886. You can also find Kevin online at fleshlawfirm.com. Kevin Flesh, Flesh Law Firm, and proud sponsor of Drive Radio.
Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Again, thanks for listening. We appreciate it very much. Questions, lines are open, 303-477-5600. Glass questions especially. We don't get uh, the guys from Novus here all that often. We're going to try to make that a more regular thing. But if you've got a question on glass, repair, replace, even a lot of the automation that's on vehicles now, which we'll get into that with Kent here in a little bit on just all of the different systems that are out there. And we were even talking a break a moment ago about back in those early 80s, a lot of those vehicles where the government, this is where I'm against this, but the government was mandating things that the industry was trying to catch up to and frankly just didn't have the tools available to even catch up i feel like right now we've got all these automated systems and we'll talk to kent more about this but there's all these different automated systems with really no collaboration on what's going to be the final product and how is this going to work moving forward it's a hodgepodge right now which again i don't think is helping anybody at the end of the day but i'll get into that here in a little bit eric though you're up next go ahead eric uh hold on a second there we go that's better no worries yeah. So my first vehicle with power windows was an 81 Ram Charger. Oh, yeah. Another, another not and so great vehicle. I beg better than the Wagoneer. Oh, better than a Wagoneer, <laughs> but they still weren't great. Better right. than the Wagoneer, yes, yes. And, and you know, and I sold it in two th- late 2000. And 21 years later, I still regret having sold it. Well, that, and that one, as you know, is now, which I never thought they'd be worth a lot of money, but... The early Ram Chargers are getting to be worth money. Yeah, I was looking at one that was pretty beat on eBay here recently for twenty thousand. Yep. Wow. Yeah, they're bringing good money. Wow. Yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah. Well, and and mine had the, when I bought it, it had a three eighteen that leaked more oil than it. Than, <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> they were oil leakers um, for sure. Uh-huh. It, well, and it burned it. It leaked it and it burned it. Yep. Um, so I, I I couldn't win for losing there. Yep. But it also uh, was the first vehicle I ever owned, and since then, that failed emissions. And I bought it in I bought it in ninety one, ninety two rather. So it was ten years old when I bought it, and it was the first vehicle and only vehicle I've ever owned that failed emissions because nobody understood the emissions system on it. It had a pulse air yep. emissions. Yeah, they had. They had to use. They kind of used a similar system. What we were just talking about on that, you know, Jeep and AMC Eagle and so on. It was a similar yep. system to that. Well, and what was funny was when I bought it, and the shop I bought it from, you know, they it was a real fly-by-night dealer, used car lot. Well, took it in for emissions, and uh, the guy looked at it. and He goes, "He failed it." And I says, "Why?" He goes, "Well, you don't have an emission system on it." I said, well, it's got a catalytic converter. He goes, well, yeah, but you're supposed to have uh, an air pump. Or I, I forget exactly what he told him. And, I, and I'm looking all over it, and I went back to the shop I bought it from, and the mechanic there says, no, you have a pulse air system. Mm-hmm. 
pieces, and you're going to have a problem doing your emissions because there's going to be a lot of shops that have no clue. Right. I actually had to take it down to the state, have them certify it as legal. The car had originally come from Oklahoma, which was one of the reasons why, one of the only things I ever hated about it was it came from Oklahoma. It had highway gears. That thing could cruise down the highway at 90 miles an hour and get awesome gas mileage, right. but I couldn't go west of Denver with it. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> because it, it just, I, I mean, literally, try and climb Genesee, you know, 70 going up to Genesee, and I'm in the right lane with my four ways on, uh, hoping the semis don't pass me. <laughs> but uh, anyhow, I had to take it into the state. They had to certify the emission system, and I had to keep the paperwork with me so that every year when I would get the emissions done on it. Uh, you know, because every shop would look at it and go, well, you fail, you don't have an emission system. And I had to show them the paperwork, and then they would have to go and look it up in their book. Oh, okay, so that they could know mm-hmm. what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And it just happened to be the last two years I had it. There was a guy, and of course, you know, in the early 2000s when there were still shops that were, you know, the little independent shops that could do emissions, uh, there was a guy in Commerce City who looked at it and goes, oh, man, I haven't seen one of these in years. Here, let me mess with this thing. And he actually, in the process of doing emissions, tweaked the carburetor to because I had actually converted it to a 360. And it still worked with the, you know, Pulsair. Right. Mm-hmm. But it, it didn't run quite right, and I took it in there. The guy did the emissions. He goes, here, let me tweak this for a second. Do you mind? I go, oh, I don't care. And he adjusted the carburetor, and it ran better. Mm-hmm. Passed emissions, cleaner, and everything else. Yeah. And... You know, like I said, 20 years later, I still kick myself for, for getting rid of it. And the only reason I got rid of it was I had gotten got married, and the wife and I got a dog, and her and the dog used to fight over the front seat <laughs> over the passenger seat. And one day we had gone someplace with some friends, and we had the dog with us, and my wife sat up front, and the dog and I were sitting in the back seat. The dog had her own window, and my wife said, boy, this is nice. You know, we should really buy a four-door vehicle pickup or <laughs> yeah. something. Or SUV. <clears throat> well, you know, 20 years later, I should have kept the, the, the Ram Charger and the dog and got rid of the wife. But <laughs> <laughs> I did not say that, Eric. That's your call. <laughs> no. He, he, I know, he lived in Arvada, and my in-laws used to see that thing on the road for probably another 10 years before all of a sudden it vanished. Mm. Yep. And, you know, it. like I said, it, 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 was, it was a great vehicle. And, yeah, I look nowadays. Every once in a while, I'll get a wild hair when I'm online and try and find one, and I'm just like... Good luck. Yeah, you, you can't. And, nope. and I've seen some, you know, like little rinky-dink car lots in the middle of nowhere. Right. And they still want a fortune That's for right. Them. Well, they yeah. know the value. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. I, I'm still waiting for one to show up. I mean, you know, the, the older Broncos, the older Blazers are showing up on Barrett Jackson. I'm waiting for an older Ram Charger now to show up on Barrett Jackson. And I'm just going to start crying. They will be. For whatever money it will. They will be. No, there was was actually some of the last one I was at. They didn't make the big stage, of course, but, you know, there were were some there. Well, and and there was a couple of the older, you know, Ram pickups from the 80s that went across the block there that got good money. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, all those old ones are there. You know, that's the next phase. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it re- it really is. Yep. So anyhow, good stuff, Eric. That, as always, appreciate it, man. Better. Thank you very much. No, thank you, Robin Monument. You're next, sir. Go ahead. Hey guys, how you doing? Good, up there? sir. Doing good, Rob. How yeah, about no you? No wind. No wind in the studio. None at all. Nope. We're, none outside. The flag's not even. Other blowing. than the air conditioning being on high. That's about but, it. Um, yeah. yeah. 
I'm down Monument here yesterday. Where I was almost blew off my deck working on it. Oh, but anyway, no, it was I, bad. Uh, I'm the Edsel guy. Uh, you probably remember way back yes. with the wacky transmission and all that. But um, way back in the 40s, guys, the power windows were hydraulic. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. That's before no, my yeah, time. Like an old Lincoln, uh, you know, the upper ones, like Buick. And they, they, they switched to that eventually because they had leaks in the doors. <laughs> right. Keep them from yeah. rusting. <laughs> yeah, you could talk to Edsel Ford about that with this Lincoln Zephyr. Remember that one? Huh. Yeah. Yeah, from the I Ford, do not. I'm, I'm looking deluxe. it up. I don't remember the power windows yeah. being hydraulic. Yeah, old man Ford, he didn't, you know, he didn't go for that luxury stuff, you know. He wanted to keep the same thing for years, and his son Ethel went through a rough time, you know. He had stomach trouble and everything else because his father was kind of rough on Yeah, him. no, you're right but, about that. Yeah. The infamous so anyway, hydroelectric windows, yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah the combination. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, so it's electric motor that drives a pump. Yeah, that, huh, yeah. I'll be darned. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of an older guy, so I have a lot of leftover trivia. <laughs> I don't remember those. I mean, that, again, that was I'm, before my time. You know, I'm an old, I'm a gadget guy. You know, that's probably why you know I, yeah, I grabbed sure. the Edsel. But the Edsel has power windows. It's a '58. It's extremely rare to have mm -hmm. power windows in those cars because nobody ordered them, right. and it was because it's a wagon. Um, and so, but the first one we had, my family was my mom's '59 T-Bird. Okay. It had power windows and power seat, and it was a convertible, so it had the contraption where the top lifted up by hydraulics. Yeah. The oh, trunk sure. opened by hydraulics, yeah. and the top went in, you know, uh, backwards, kind of. <laughs> but sure, kind of. Never right. had any trouble with that because it wasn't totally fully automatic. It didn't have the automatic locks. The next one we had was, um, well, actually, I had was that my Sport Fury 66 had every doggone option in it. I was in the Navy at the time, and um, it, I bought it from a dealer, and he, it had the power windows, the seats, and bucket seats, and all that stuff, and never had any trouble with it. I, you know, I suppose later on they had more bugs, but the 383 and all that. Uh, 67 Lincoln, I grabbed one in the sev early 70s to work on. It had all kinds of problems for a fairly new car. But they had linked uh, power vent windows. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I yep. do remember that. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. As a so kid, I remember that, those. Yeah. yeah. And they had no, no problems with that either. And it also had the push button on the floor for That's the, right. uh, what they called town and country, Ford called it. So anyway, awesome. but anyway, well, wrap it up. I did have an eagle. I I have to admit that uh, I didn't have any trouble with it because I kept it so short. I got rid of it quick. <laughs> you're, yeah, uh, you, you you were fortunate, Rob. You had it for three hours yeah. up until yeah. the first yeah, breakdown fortunate. it had, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty car. It had you know it had the root beer, uh, two tone cream and root beer. Did and it have a grain size in the back? The you know what? I still see two of those uh -huh. almost every day. Really? Some guys driving them every day. Yeah. Yep. Wood grain sides? No, no wood grain yeah, sides. I bought a used from somebody cheap, yeah. you know, and it, it, it got sure. me through for a little while until I got my next Jeep. You know, I got a Grand Cherokee after that. Right. But yeah, I used to take it up in the mountains of California. That's where I lived. And, boy, I had no idea how... Like when I hear you talking about it, I go, oh my God, you know, if I could have gotten stranded. Oh, those times. things were, they were garbage. 
<laughs> yeah, they had, didn't they have a vacuum system to operate the four-wheel yes. engagement? Yes, they did. There was nothing on that yeah. that wasn't no, operated by vacuum. Va- everything was yeah. vacuum. Yeah. Heater, exactly. four-wheel drive, I couldn't it was even all. Fit my, I couldn't even fit my golden retriever in the back hatch because the floor was too high. That's right. That's right. They did that the, for, you know, for the differential, looks, you know. Yeah. Room. All yeah. right, guys. Listen, I, you're busy, so I'll let <laughs> Thanks, you go. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate it. listening to you. Thank you. Uh, real quick, we'll take a break before I do that. Randy, John, hang tight. One line open, 303-477-5600. After looking at the way those old hydraulic windows worked, I'm now convinced that late, you know, when they went to power angle on snow plows, mm-hmm. it was all done same off same. of a similar concept. Well, even convertible, like... Uh, one of our listeners has mm-hmm. a Camaro. We put a had to put a hydraulic yeah, electric hydraulic pump in them yeah. and for his convertible retract. That's how yeah. they work. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll be back, so. guys. Don't go anywhere. Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Kins and Leslie Distributing, your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. You may not realize it, but winter time can be most dangerous for your air conditioning system. You see, when the air is cold outside, you probably don't realize that your AC system is low on refrigerant. When your AC system is low on refrigerant, it is also low on lubrication. You see, a 10% loss in refrigerant actually represents a 40% loss in the lubricating oil in your air conditioning system. So, it is absolutely critical to make sure that you check your air conditioning system for leaks every single year. Any certified repair shop should be able to pressure test your system and check for leaks. And in doing so, you make sure that you always have the proper lubrication for your AC compressor and you never experience those hot, sweltering days without air conditioning. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG Products. We'll talk to you again next week. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio we live in uncertain times energy prices are through the roof But what can you do? You only have one option for your electrical and natural gas needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air can help you keep those costs in line by giving you a free evaluation of your heating, cooling, and electrical demands. They have several ways to save you money, one of which is an infrared test to see where heating and cooling losses may be in your home. Once they do this, they can test and help you determine what can best be done to help reduce those losses and how you can save money. They also have more efficient devices 
that you can upgrade to that will save you money and make your home more comfortable year after year. So for all of your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, our major sponsor of Fixit Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewenberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. Most food is getting more expensive at the grocery stores, and it's largely due to the ever-increasing cost of transportation. Because they buy many local products raised right here in Colorado, RanchFreshMeats.com has some inflation-fighting deals to help you feed your family. This month, get 99% lean ground chicken breast on sale for only $2.99 a pound. This all-natural chicken breast is grown right here in Colorado. They also have a sale this month on Colorado-raised ground beef and bison. Have your pick of the best grass-fed, grain-fed, organic ground beef or bison found in the marketplace. The folks at RanchFreshMeats.com ask their friend Tim Beeler, who raises only Heritage Duroc pork, to give them a special on ground pork and breakfast sausages this month to offer their Colorado customers an inflation-fighting fill-your-freezer deal. And Tim agreed. Go to RanchFreshMeats.com to see all of their monthly specials, and thank you for buying local. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. This is a great text. I was laughing during the break. You guys were talking. This is what I was laughing at. My brother had a 72 AMC Hornet with a 232 inline six. I was driving to New Hampshire, and the car started running like crap. So I pulled over, had to tighten the carburetor with my Swiss Army knife, tighten the Phillips screws holding the carb down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, how- but the old cars were better. I always keep hearing that. No, they weren't. <laughs> no, they weren't. <laughs> They they did have more style, I could say. You know, but they, they weren't better. No, there was nothing better about them. No, they were just nothing <laughs> compared to today. They were right. They were not exactly. Good. All right, John. John and Littleton, you're next. Hey guys, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, uh, you, you got me remembering about when I was uh, late in high school. My uncle decided he was going to buy a bunch of new cars and get rid of his old ones, so I inherited a '66 Bonneville. Oh. With power windows. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And we, we called that, it had a little bit of body work, so we wound up calling that the Bondo Phil. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> nickname for it. Uh, right. The Bondo <laughs> Phil yeah, instead of the Bonneville. Got it. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> yeah. It was a good car. It, that's it was funny. High school, you know? Yeah, sure. that's good. Hey, so 
Well, I have a question about glass. So I have a 2008 Saturn Sky, a little two-door convertible. And the glass, the front windshield is not broken or cracked, but it's pitted. So, okay. you know, in the, in the bright sunlight, yep. it's hard to see through. Yep, yep. And so I called my insurance company the other day, and they said, well, you know, we really don't fix that because that's wear and tear, they said. Yep. So I wanted to ask your folks what they uh, had in mind. That is normal wear and tear. And the longer you have it, and with the wind blowing like it has been, it just pits the windows up. So your only option on that is to replace it. And the insurance probably okay. won't cover it, so you may have to step up and cover it. Because it's just pitted okay. and it's not yeah, broken? It's not broken. And there's nothing you can really do to no, there's not. refurb it a little bit? Nope. Yeah, those are, when they're okay. pitted like that, a lot of folks ask that. Well, can you, you know, sand it or buff it or do whatever? I mean, I will tell you that if one's really, really bad, you can take some rubbing compound and a buffer, and you can get some of the small ones out and make it look a little bit better. But those deep ingrained pits, there's... If somebody would invent some kind of a filler, they'd make a fortune, but yeah. I don't. I know of nothing. It's almost cheaper to replace the window and yep. try to spend to mess time with it. it. Yeah. You just can't get those out. You, One, not not going to happen. And then the rubbing compound gets in the pits, and then yep. it probably looks more pronounced. So <laughs> yeah. and we call it sandblasting for yep. a reason, because yeah, that's right. what it is. Exactly. And also, when it's pitted like that, your wipers never wipe correctly. That's right. right. They streak that. all the time. The yeah. water sits in those pits. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So tell me about I've, every time I've ever replaced a windshield in a car, I always ask for, like, the factory glass that has the factory name on it. Can you talk about the different kinds of glass and what you think? Yeah. In fact, we, Kent, Kent and I were talking about this this past week a little bit, and we, we sure can because here's the reality. Other than the little insignia that might say Ford, GM, Ram, or has a little Jeep grill or whatever, factories don't make glass. I said that earlier when I was talking about AMC back in the day and where we're at today with automobile assemblers. They are assemblers, not manufacturers. Other than Henry Ford back in the day before World War II, he made his own windshields back in the day. He, to my knowledge, I don't know of any other manufacturers that have ever made their own glass. No, they usually contracted out with PGW, Pilkingtons, Carlites. Different manufacturers make it for them. It's not a lot different, John, than batteries. There's only X amount of battery manufacturers in the world when it comes to you know, actual batteries that go in a car. The glass end of it is no different. No, it's the same. Uh, and do you, do you find that, you know, I assume Novus has a good brand of glass they like, but are there some, I'll say, very cheap, low-end glass that you'd want to stay away from? No. All has to meet DOT. Anymore, there's not. They all have to meet DOT standards, so they pretty much are all made the same. Okay. All right, great. Well, I'll have to give you guys a call. I'm down in Littleton. Okay. Who would I call for from Novus down there? Aurora. Call uh, Lynn out in Aurora. Yep. They're right on the website. On the website. Yep. Get his phone number. He'll take care of you. Okay. Hey, one last quick one. You guys were talking earlier about some BG stuff. Yes. You were talking about that, uh, what was it called, Super or something? Supercharge. Super mm -hmm. So how is that different than 44K? The supercharge is more of a maintenance maintenance type thing. It helps keep the fuel from breaking down. Yep, stabilizes it. More stabilizes it, and it it has some cleaning process, you know, uh, properties. But it's and it's a counter it, to the ethanol also, right? Which a lot of folks are always asking about. The supercharge will have a more positive effect on uh, ethanol blended fuel as well. Where forty four K is. It's, it's strictly a cleaning agent. Yeah, 44K is mainly designed to clean 
the inside of your gas tank, your fuel injectors, your carburetor, the carbon, or whatever. Yeah, the carbon buildup inside the on the valves and in the combustion chamber. Anything the so, fuel would touch, right? Exactly, would be the way to think about yeah. that, John. And it and it dissolves the carbon uh, where right. the supercharge is not going to. Supercharge do that. is more of a fuel treatment where the forty four k is a is a fuel system cleaner. Right. Let's say it that way. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay, so if I'm able to find you know top tier fuel because I can, that's all over where we live. Um, I probably wouldn't need that product. Well, other than if on this I, I, that Sky, <laughs> I'm guessing is a fairly not you know not driven daily vehicle. Uh, I drive it enough. It's not it doesn't sit in the garage every day, but you know, like in the winter though, will it sit over the winter or do you drive oh, it all winter long? It will. No, yeah, I can't uh, yeah. drive it in the winter. I'd put yeah. supercharge in that, especially yeah. heading into the fall. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Okay, but on the regular cars that you drive every day, if I can get good fuel, don't bother. Supercharge probably can't hurt, but your 44K you know, every six months or something like that on those cars, um, your supercharge on your gas cans, your things like that for yeah, around the house. lawnmowers, things yep, like that. Exactly. And, and again, you're not hurting anything ever to use it. Right, exactly. Sure. And then, like, for, I, I never thought about gas going stale, but I, obviously it does. Yeah. How long uh, should I let gas sit in a can for, treat it or not? If you, tr- if you treat it and it's airtight, it can actually sit longer than most people think. If it's not treated and it's not airtight, it can go bad in three months or less. Yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I probably have a can or two of bad gas. What do I do with it? Put it in your lawnmower. <laughs> yeah, or, or take it to somebody that has a waste oil heater that can burn yeah. it because a waste oil heater will burn that. Yeah. Okay, great. Because yeah, I don't want to just pour it on the ground. No, 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 no. you can't do that. No, no. yeah, and, and somebody can use it. They, they can yeah. get, they can make yeah. heat out of that. Yeah, and and lawnmowers and things like that that aren't so sensitive to right lower quality fuel. That's usually what I do with it, and um, you know, put it in my tractor, put it in lawnmower, you know, whatever. Yep. And, uh, there are ways to dispose of it without yeah. just and, tossing or, it. Yes. Yeah, or like John said. Yeah, I mean, any the waste know, oil heater waste thing oil. is the best because yeah, those exactly. guys will burn it up. Yeah. Yeah, if okay, you have and it helps them actually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, I will. I will do that. So thank you very much. You're very welcome, John. Right, I appreciate that. No, we should actually talk about that on the bad gas because that is a a big deal. All right, one question that came in from Josh Goff, actually up at Legacy Automotive in Boulder. He's a Jeep guy like me. Is there an option for the Gorilla ga- the Gorilla glass on Jeeps, or do you know much about that, Kent? I don't know much about it. I don't deal with it, but it is an option. You can buy Gorilla glass for the Jeeps. Cost a little more. Yeah, but I think like I four times more. Last more, they still break, but they do last. Long. Yeah, when she uh, uh, Jeep's a box. Yes, <laughs> it's got a flat surface. Basically, got, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it is. I mean, it's, it's, I mean there's more slope now than they used to be, but it's still a pretty Not upright much. windshield. Yeah, from yeah. what you know, anything vertical is anything gonna, vertical yeah, is going to take it. Yeah, take a big, and they sit up higher, which I've noticed they take a lot more too because the. I don't know why that sense. is. The rocks are just bouncing off, and boom, yeah. they're there. The big wide tires yep. sticking out. All that helps exactly. make yep. the chips happen. I mean, yep. so. yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, we'll come right back. Randy, Bill, I know you got a question on windshields. We'll take you first when we come back, just because you're you're right on the money. We'll talk about that in a moment. Don't go anywhere. This is Drive Radio KLZ five sixty.
Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. No one likes to be that person. You know the one, stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person, ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold Certified Auto Care Shop and employs ASC Certified Technicians. So don't be that guy, and make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555, or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Arvada West Auto and Truck has been serving all of Western Arvada, Golden, and Wheat Ridge for more than 40 years, and they're proud to keep their customers' vehicles on the road. After starting out as a small gas station, they moved into their current building in 2004 at 11752 West 64th Avenue. Arvada West is a Napa Gold Shop, a designation only a few in the nation receive. And after 40 years of service, Arvada West Auto and Truck achieved the Napa Auto Care Shop of the Year for the Rocky Mountain Division of Napa. They'd be thrilled to welcome you to their family. Stop by or call Arvada West Auto and Truck, 11752 West 64th Avenue, just west of Sims, or call them at 303-422-1065. All right, here we go. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for listening. Bill and Centennial Windshields. Go for it, sir. Hey, sorry, I was on earlier about the windshield wipers. That's okay. I did have a question about windshields. Long gone are the days of the two, three hundred dollar windshields. Now you got the windshields that have all this crash avoidance system, like a Subaru will run you a thousand dollars, a Tesla will run you five grand. Is that about right? That's correct. Plus, okay, when you the buy other that, question I had on that is, do you remember back in the early '90s, Lincoln Continental had a windshield that had fine wires in it that when you saw it coming down the road, it was kind of a gold finish. Heated yeah. glass. Yeah. 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 Why, don't, why, didn't that, why didn't that go over very well? Cost. Cost of it. Probably didn't Cost, work and I don't well. think people, you know, Rand, Land Rover still does that, by the way. Land Rover has a heated grid uh, windshield, and, and I will tell you that, you know, you once you get used to it, you kind of don't notice they're there, but for a lot of folks, man, that grid is, you, you, you can see you can it. It's in there. It. Some people don't really, like it. Huh? Mercedes does that on some of their vans too uh-huh. it's kind of oh. hard to get used to you you, you, you do have to get used to it yeah because you got all these wires running through it yeah 
on the, on these new windshields, now my cars aren't new enough to have that the crash avoidance system. But you have to get those calibrated. Correct? Yes, you do. Once you change the windshield, you have to get that recalibrated to make that car learn where the center of the road is again. Otherwise, it may think it's off to the right or left a little bit, and then nothing else works like it's supposed to. You might get really, really lucky and have everything exactly the same when it goes back together, but, Bill, you're one in a thousand that gets that done. And all those safety systems are tied together, from yep. your lane departure to your crash detection, all of that is... Break of All that has all to that. be together to make it or work. Crash all avoidance. Of it yeah. yep. Well, so... Do they do that with mobile service, or do you have to go into a no, shop? No, it has um, to be at a shop. Yeah, most recalibration, you have to have a shop. Do you need a level floor, controlled lighting, controlled environment? There's a scan tool that goes into the vehicle, and there's all sorts of things that happen, Bill, yeah. when, when you go to calibrate that. And uh, okay. And yeah, every last... every system, in fact, even on some vehicle from vehicle to, or from model to model, can be different on how the calibration works. And from year to year, model right. to model, they're all different. That's what I was saying earlier, Bill. That's the one area that I feel in the automotive world. We've got this hodgepodge going on now where they need to be, do some standardization because it's not. It's like oil filters. Every single make model takes something different. Yep. It's, it's totally, dumb. Totally different. They keep redesigning it, make it bigger, better, and just makes it even more complicated what they're coming out with. Well, yeah, and every manufacturer has a different name for the crash avoidance system. Sure, that's right. Exactly. But I, I, one other quick thing about uh, cars and rearview mirrors on the outside. It used to be if you had an outside rearview mirror, you know, you had to replace it 150 bucks or so. Now these new mirrors, because of the crash avoidance system on the side, they're running you three, four, five hundred bucks. And those need recalibrated also. That's right. Replace that. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Show, guys. No, Bill, thank you. Time. Thank you very much. Somebody actually texted in a moment ago, too, and I didn't think about that on, on uh, our caller that had the Ford that you put the wipers on that they're lifting, you know, off the, the, you know, they're not setting on the window right and so on. Double check to make sure that they're on the right direction so that the spoiler is up so that as, as you're going through the wind, the wind is forcing the blade down. Those can be put on upside down backwards call it sure. whatever you want to and make sure that that spoiler is the right direction yeah. i'm assuming it is but again thank you yeah you yeah know, i don't know i haven't seen it so yeah definitely well, worth looking at one thing too and, and and i've had a couple customers that put their own wipers on and then they bring it in they say they don't wipe very well well they come with a plastic sleeve on them sometimes too to protect the blade good point make sure those are removed because they, they're not super obvious you know, if you're putting on a new blade, just make good sure point. they just slip right off the end. But, uh, you know, it's a just good point. <laughs> piece of hard plastic. That's it's right. not going to wipe the window. You're right. right. Yeah, there's no, yeah, there's good no point. squeegee fa- Great factor. Great point. There, so Very easy yeah. to forget. That. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Randy, you're next, sir. Go ahead. Hey, I got a quick one on motor oil, and then I wanted if I have time to tell you something I thought was pretty fascinating. Sure. Uh, on the oil, I, I just got my last oil change. I, you know, specifically put my put down full synthetic, and I asked him what kind it was, and he said Texaco. Uh, can Maybe I a Havilland brand like then, most likely? So, can I assume I could still get five or six out of that? Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I thought was fascinating. If I got time, I'll throw it in real quick. Sure. They're doing it in Sweden. They're not just trying it; they're doing it. Uh, they're for these powered cars and all, and recharging batteries and such. I guess they have some type of conductors in the cars, and underneath the concrete, they got big rolls yep. of, uh, I guess, I guess copper. Yeah. And they're doing that, and the cars are driving just fine. And I mean less charging stations to have. Yeah. I mean, what a great idea. It's an inductive charge is what yeah. it is, similar to what like your, your iPhone or whatever uh-huh. would use. Yes. Yeah. Yep, that's great. But okay, if I can get five or six, that's what I wanted to know. Oh, yeah, you're fine. Yep. Okay, thanks, sir. 
All right. Thank you very much. Somebody also said a Jeep is less aerodynamic than a car. Or than a cow, I mean, than a cow. Than a cow? But a cow is more aerodynamic. I think that's probably, probably true, actually. Cow's I, narrower. I think that's true, has yes. A, has yeah. a point to it. So, the yeah. nose is pointy. Right. Yeah, I think exactly. that's probably true. Joe what? in Jersey, you're up, sir. John, I got a question on um, variable valve timing, which, you know, I was not aware of the Atkinson cycle capable, but I assume huh? that's is only possible with variable valve timing. My question is, how do they achieve that mechanically? Because in the old days... Wasn't the the valve uh, lifters? Wasn't that all mechanically linked, and it just and you couldn't change it? So how do they get VVT? And maybe you want to explain what Atkinson cycle is. Yeah, an Atkinson cycle for those listening, and, and Toyota's been using this for years, especially in their hybrid vehicles. And Atkinson leaves the intake valve open longer so that it's easier to push the piston back up, making the engine's efficiency better, although you lose a lot of low-end power because you don't have the quote-unquote same compression, if you would, in, in a regular um auto i guess is what i'm trying to say cycle engine and so it's not quite the same in that it's hard to describe that by the way without actually looking it up you can go to youtube and just just type in atkinson engine and you can actually see one on youtube there's plenty of videos out there that will show you how one actually runs through the four stroke cycle uh, but again a lot of the hybrids are using it because the hybrid doesn't need low-end power you've got the electric motors from the battery to give you the low-end power so that's how these guys joe on the on the uh, hybrids can get up in that 50, 60, 70 mile range. Makes sense. But uh, John, but actually yeah. on their standard non-hybrid V6, uh, it's an Atkinson capable, which capable. means sometimes it's running on on the auto OTG. Yeah, auto although I would hybrid. say that that's, they may tell you that, although in a regular non-hybrid vehicle where you still need the low end power, there are times where the engine can operate in that Atkinson end of things and then they do that through phasers by the way they use cam phasers to actually do what we're talking about and a lot of modern engines do different cam phasing I'm not going to say every one of those modern engines runs in a true Atkinson cycle it's probably quasi between the two Joe but yes we're getting a lot more miles per gallon out of an engine by doing the variable valve timing and how do they change the timing on the cam, John? What's what's controlling that cam? Hydraulically RPM? with a cam phaser. That's why it's so important. Everybody listening, please hear me on this. That's why it's so important to use full synthetic, the proper weight, and have it changed as needed. Otherwise, you dork up those cam phasers. Right. The oil passages are so, so small. small. That's right. They're running the correct weight of oil is really important yep. for that. That's why if it and says 520, you can't run 1030. Yeah, right. Exactly. You run 520. Yeah. Yeah, for right. for those reasons, Joe. Year round, just yeah. Yeah, this this is not for everybody listening. This isn't a clearance with main bearings and camshaft right. bearings yeah. and things like that. It's for the very thing, Joe, you're talking about. Yeah. And gotcha. Okay. And actually, the oil system too, along with that, is part of the cooling system. So about eight percent of the oiling system true helps cool the engine. That's right. So too. radiators are smaller now because of That's they right. can get a better an eight percent. But Joe, Joe, think about this on the Chevys, on the GM, where they're actually turning cylinders off. They do it a little bit differently than what some of these other manufacturers are with phasers. In the case of a General Motors engine, they're literally pumping up in a nanosecond. They're either applying 
oil pressure to the, the valve lifter or not, and that's how they can take cylinders completely out of the loop if they want to. And think about the small passages and how, how clean the oil has to be on those particular vehicles. And that's, this is another one of those areas, and I'm glad you brought this up, Joe, but this is another area where as much as I may not be a fan of GM at all times, I do think they get a bad rap on this particular end of things. Because a lot of guys will go out there, tell you to get rid of those lifters, throw them away, go to a regular, you know, regular hydraulic lifter that doesn't have all of that, and your longevity is better on the engine. I would go back and say, you know what, maintain it properly on the front side, and you're probably not going to have any issues anyways. The problem, Joe, is it's lack of maintenance is why a lot of these folks have had problems. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Um, by the way, a little thing happened to me. Uh, my last oil change about two weeks ago. Had my oil ch- oil change. Come home. It's only three miles back to my house. Park the car. Go out the next morning, and there's a flood of oil under my car. Oh boy! Like three three quarts three quarts of oil under my car. Pull the dipstick. It's it's on the dipstick, but it's down below low. Yeah. And uh, so you know, I had a couple of quarts of five W thirty. Put it in. You know, call a guy up and go down. Apparently, when they screwed the oil filter back on, um, uh, something happened with the old ring. It got the other one disturbed. stayed on. It happens if a technician's not paying attention. The old ring off the old filter will stay on the base of the oil filter housing, if you would, on on where the where the oil filter screws on to the block of the engine. And yeah, been been known to happen. I personally have never had that happen because I was trained Either. to make sure that that yeah. one doesn't stay. But I've seen it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, last five and or I've, ten miles, and yep, goes goes south. Blows out. Yep. Yeah, second time, by the way, in five years, I had one happen to me at a station in Castle Rock five years ago, and the shop, big multi-branch chain, um, you know, great reputation, but uh, and the manager blamed it on the um, a defective filter from his supplier, and no. I, I'll take that with a great. No, that's not the case. Joe, we're at a break. i got to run. Appreciate it. Very good. You can call back, by the way, top there if you'd like to. No, that wasn't a defective oil filter. So we'll be right back, guys. Don't go anywhere. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.